For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Hey guys, and welcome to Choir Talks. We're having a really busy week around here. It's the week that leads up to our Christmas celebration, a worship experience that we'll have here at Ridgecrest. And I want to invite you to that, Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, uh, Sunday, December 8th at 10.30 a.m. Um, if you're hearing this the week leading up, we'd love to have you come and, and celebrate Christmas with us. Um, but anyway, it's a, in the busyness of our preparing for that, I'm also just doing some personal preparation for this Christmas season by reading um, some of the prophecies and scriptures that lead up to the birth of Christ in my personal quiet times. So I wanted to share one that I read on Monday, which came from Isaiah chapter 9. Uh, it's really a wonderful passage. Isaiah, who of course lived uh, centuries before the birth of Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, was able to prophesy about the coming Messiah. So in verse 1, uh, there's a note of hope uh, for those people who, he says, are living in darkness. Uh, the prophet uh, sees the people around him, the culture around him. They're calling on false gods and powers of darkness rather than recognizing the one true God. They are walking in darkness. They don't see the spiritual reality of truth um, that can be found around them in the person of God the Father. Instead, they walk in darkness. But as he prophesies about them, he says this, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Um, this, this idea of light is just a prevalent theme throughout Scripture. From the beginning phrases of Genesis chapter 1, we see that God speaks into creation, and he does so by saying, let there be light. And so the God who says, let there be light, now says, uh, brings a light to dawn into the midst of darkness. And that light is the Messiah, is his own son, Jesus Christ. Um, Matthew 4, when Matthew is talking about the birth of Jesus and the beginning of his ministry, Matthew hearkens back to this, this very chapter. And he quotes uh, from, chapter, from verse 1 here, he quotes where he says that God will... Uh, in the future, God will honor Galilee of the nations beyond the Jordan. And so Matthew tells us this is exactly where Jesus' preaching ministry uh, begins as, as he begins to, to speak to the people and, and speak light to them. Uh, it happens in this place that Isaiah foresees. Um, so, you know, these people are walking in darkness is the way he describes it. That's, that's never a good idea, Right. Um, whenever we walk in darkness, there's potential for danger and, and uh, potential to hurt ourselves. I know here at church, um, I often walk through the auditorium here at church when all the lights are off. And I, I always think I can do that safely, but there's a lot of steps and a lot of stuff that tends to be uh, on stage. And so I know one day uh, somebody's going to flip on the lights in the morning and find me or my body uh, there at the bottom of the steps. Um, it's never a good idea to walk in darkness, but that's what's going on here. These people don't have light, and so they are stumbling in darkness. And so he says that God brings them a light in the person of Jesus Christ. Um, something really cool is that in John chapter 8, Jesus says about himself that uh, he is the light of the world. 
Um, John, in, in John chapter 8, Jesus is in Jerusalem for the, the Feast of Tabernacles. And one of the dramatic elements of the Feast of Tabernacles is they light or used to light these large candelabras in the court of the women. And uh, the, the, the light created by them was symbolizing and reminding people of the, the fire, the pillar of fire by night that led the children of Israel as they traveled through the desert. It was the presence of God uh, symbolized by that light. So in the middle of that feast, Jesus stands up in front of the Jews and he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So that's what's going on here. In the midst of a people of darkness, the light of God dawns in the person of Jesus Christ. And anyone who follows him, Jesus promises, will have the light of life. Hey, this is a good moment to say, if, if you're reading this and you're listening to me and you don't know that you have ever come to follow the light of Jesus, the light of life, man, that promise made centuries and centuries ago rings true for you today. You can have um, a relationship with this light that God sent. Um, so I encourage you to, to speak to a friend who believes in Jesus to, to gain more information about making that kind of decision. Look at chapter 6, and, and just a little farther on making that decision in, in verse 6. I mean, verse 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. I love this, this passage here. It's beautiful, and it, it really speaks about um, the humanity of Jesus and the deity of Jesus. Listen to it again. He says, For unto us a child is born. That's the humanity of Jesus. It's a, it's a child like any of us, born in the same way that all of us are born. But the second phrase of this pairing of phrases is, to us a son is given. All right, so he's not just any old child. He's a son. Who's the son of? He's the son of God. And he's not just born, but he's given. He's given to us from God. That, that kind of just sounds like John 3.16 to me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so th this is what's happening here. This is, this is God giving us um, his, uh, his son, born as a, as a human baby, but also divine. But here's the words that I really want, to, want you to hear today. He says, for to us a, a child is born. To us a son is given. So the God of the universe gives his only son, not to the world at large, although he does that, but to us to you and to me. So back to this idea about becoming a follower of Jesus. God sent his son into the world for you as a person, for me as a person, to be our savior, my savior, to save me from my sins. It reminds me of what the angel said in uh, Luke chapter 2. When Luke is writing the Christmas story, the angel says, for to you is born today in the city of David a savior to you, to me. Um, that verse goes on to say, uh, and the government will be upon his shoulders. The Jews were looking for um, a uh, political leader. Uh, they were looking for someone who would establish uh, this perfect government here on earth and uh, that do away with Roman rule and establish this perfect government. That's kind of what they pictured in the Messiah. But Jesus, when he described his, uh, his kingdom, he said to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. Uh, and so it was hard for them to see and understand what Messiah was really going to be.
And then this scripture goes on to say these beautiful descriptors for the Messiah to come. It says that he is wonderful counselor. Um, there's just there's couples of words together. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Wonderful counselor, that pairing, wonderful carries the the connotation of one who is wonderful in performing signs, uh, which Jesus certainly did through all of his miracles. And counselor uh, is the one who, through his wisdom, guides. And Jesus certainly spoke wisdom into the world as, his, as he taught. Uh, his teaching amazed um, the most learned people. It spoke to the common people, and it speaks to us 20 centuries later. It is still wisdom to us. Um, mighty God would be another name for him. Here you really, it's undeniable the deity of, of Jesus here. He is, he is the powerful God, not only this babe born uh, in the normal way, but he is also powerful God. And that's on display for us through the resurrection. Nothing but the power of God uh, could bring about the resurrection of a person from the dead. And uh, that's, that's what Jesus does. That's what happens. Eternal Father, um, his nature is eternal. John chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, that, that Jesus was, uh, existed in eternity past, that his birth is his beginning of his physical time here on earth, but he existed long before that. He is the eternal Father. Um, father's an unusual descriptor for Jesus, and yet he, he treats us as a father, as a shepherd. Sometimes uh, John, uh, he, he describes himself in the book of John, uh, as a father, one who takes care, has a caretaking role over us. And he is the prince of peace. He is the prince as the, the son of God, and yet he is, his role is to bring peace. Again, from Luke chapter 2 in the Christmas story, the angel says, um, peace on earth and goodwill to men is what this Savior is going to bring. The peace he brings is not a political peace. It's not a military peace. It is peace between sinners who have separated themselves from God and the holy God himself. Ephesians chapter 2 teaches us that we were, we were enemies of God and we were dead in our sins. We were totally against him and that uh, through the blood of Jesus that God has saved us and brought us close to himself. He is our prince of peace. So this year, uh, my wish for you is that you would celebrate the child who was born and the son who was given and that you would know the true light of the presence of Jesus as you walk through this Christmas season. Have a Merry Christmas and a great December. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for anyone who has taken the time to listen to this recording today, anyone who is seeking you and, and seeking to spend moments with you. Father, I pray that you would bless um, their pursuit of you by helping them to experience your, your love and your grace in these moments. God, speak to them and, and, and give them your wisdom uh, and understanding of who you are. And Father, let us all walk into this, this special season of the year with um, a heart open uh, to express our thanks for what you've done for us in the person of Jesus Christ. God bless these, these listeners of mine, Father. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.